Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog. How are you today, Mark? All right. Dr. Mark is ready to go. How about you? <laughs> love it. Love it. Yes, I'm ready to go. So we've, we're coming to the end of 2022, and I think most people are probably saying, oh, thank goodness, let's bring in 2023. Um, and what we want to talk about today is how to beat stress in 2023. 22 brought a lot of stress. 21 obviously did everything with the pandemic and all the you know, politics and geopolitical things going around, going on. We really want to help people out by focusing on ways to de-stress in the new year. It's so important. You know, Liz, the fact is that, and we'll get to this in a moment, that there are really significant issues with, with stress and people's mental health that have occurred in the pressure cooker of the last two and a half, three years, and it continues. But uh, why don't we start maybe just a foundation of, you know, we all know what stress is, or at least we think we do, but what are actual stressors? What are those things that actually cause us to feel stressed? Well, there are threats of potential harms. I mean, it's a, you know, we're set up to survive and stress tells us that there's danger. So a stressor, something that creates stress is a threat of a potential harm. It's a challenge to fundamental assumptions, including how people, organizations, society behaves, um, demands that burden or overload us, and constraints that reduce opportunities or rewards. And, you know, over the last two and a half, three years, we've all had plenty of each of those. Yes. And one of the words that a new phrase that we, I just learned, and I think you just learned as well, but it's been around for a little bit is there's this overall collective fatigue. We all have this weight in a sense that we've all carried from the burdens of the last two and a half years. And we all manage stress differently. We all have our different approaches to it. We all have different tolerance of, you know, some people can take on more, some people can't take on as much, but either way, we as a collective are tired. And, you know, it, it really makes sense because stress itself is not bad. It can be a motivator when it happens episodically, but when stress becomes recurrent or continuous, those event stressors really start to, to wear us down and we develop a state of chronic or continuous stress. And in that state, we're in a constant place of fight, flight, or freeze, and we can't adequately relax and recover. But more than just that, and, and that in itself is enough and, and can be devastating. As a matter of fact, they call stress in that state the silent killer. The fact is, is that we have a place where we have a macro level of stress. It's not just our own individual stress that we feel, but stress at a macro level is, is really it's the impact of those stressors that have an overarching effect on creating stress and subsequently distress. And things like prolonged health crises, well, COVID-19 pandemic, we we live through and the magnification of that 
that some people believe was ever present create a macro level. We have geopolitical conflict, the uh, the war in, in Ukraine, the continuing division of the American population and the the political vitriol starting back before the uh, the 2020 election. Economic uncertainty, inflation, other major global issues that we we see, climate change, things like that depend upon whether you're on one side or the other, we see it as stress. And therefore, it's really amazing. But the American Institute of Stress said that 94% of workers experience chronic stress. And the majority of those, 64% were ready to quit their jobs because of stress. We're in such a place of stress. We bring that home and our stress at home gets brought into our employment. And we we just can't seem to escape this this merry-go-round we're locked on. Which is why you and I wanted to bring some things to the audience on how to beat stress in 2023. You can't change what's going on outside. The outside world is going to operate how it does. And that's the way that it is. But one of the ways to get through this collective fatigue is to turn inward. We always want to look outward for happiness. What brings us joy? What things bring us happiness? And things can bring us happiness. But those are Those are pockets of happiness. Those are moments of happiness. You need to look inward to find your real happiness. What does Thich Nhat Hanh say? He says, you must go in to to go. You have a a sign in in one of your offices. You must look in to to look out. To look out. Yeah. So what does that mean? It It means in order to really show up your best for yourself, for your family, for your job, you need to heal the inside. And what are some things that people can try and do in 2023 that maybe they haven't done before? We read up on articles and there are a lot of people that are saying that they are willing to seek help in 2023, which is fantastic. But the issue is, is that last, I think it was in 2021, 77% of people agreed that they needed mental health help and only about 17% of people were able to get it. Now, that's a shortage of of therapists and and coaches and all that, but that's also some people know they need it, but then don't seek it. And that is definitely something that we're seeing people are starting to be a lot more open to taking care of their mental health. I think that we as a... The the mental health is important, but it is intertwined inexorably with physical health. When you have significant stress, you literally change your brain structure. Some areas of the brain shrink. Others actually start to get bigger. The connections between our brain cells start to change the hardwiring. We, when we're stressed, we don't sleep. When we're sleep deprived, we have more issues with not only our brain's health, our mental health, our physical overall fatigue, So our physical and our mental health are linked and this stress is not doing anything good. So Liz, it's a matter of of exactly what you're saying about taking care of your mental health, but taking care of your universal well-being. 
well, and that was the next place that I was going to go. So in order to take care of your mental health, one of the things to do, because you're absolutely right. I was thinking about when you talk about the brain memory loss, because if you're not sleeping, you have trouble recalling things and it can lead to earlier, you know, issues of dementia or Alzheimer's. And there's so many things that could happen if you don't take care of yourself. So Obviously, we're going to state and we're going to state one that most people are going to know, and that's exercise. Incorporate, find a way to incorporate exercise into your life in 2023. Don't think that you all of a sudden have to join a gym and be there an hour every day, and all of a sudden start. You know, then when people say that, they don't end up doing it. Exercise could be as simple as something 10 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be this crazy workout with weights and all that. You can work your way up to that if you choose to, but we're just saying, make some kind of a change. Get out there, breathe in some fresh air. Being in nature is a fantastic way to reduce stress because what happens when you're in nature? You're more present, you're more in the moment. And if there's one thing that you and I know, Mark, because we, we research it, we study it, we read books on it, it's the value of being present because we can't change the past. We don't know the future. All we have is here and now. And stress and anxiety and depression are all related to the future and the past. So exercise, okay. get out in nature, seek well, help. Yeah, and, and tell something really easy. Drink enough water, maintain hydration. You know, the brain is 80 to 85% water. And only 2% dehydration leads to trouble with memory, with processing thoughts to fatigue with changes in mood, irritability, decreased attention. So just making sure that you actually drink enough water. Your goal should be somewhere around a half to one ounce of water per pound of your body weight. And making sure that you, you do that not only helps you to feel in control because you're doing something actively along with exercise and those sort of things, but it actually helps you very quickly to be able to get back on your uh, your game and by the way that yes. feeling in control is really important because when you can't control a situation but you can feel like you have control is is amazing and that's why we're offering these up because the things that we're giving you are things that you can control you can control the amount of exercise that you do you can control the amount of water that you drink you can control allowing yourself to have 10 to 15 minutes a day of mindfulness and we don't mean shutting down your mind we mean just allowing yourself to be, to feel your body in the present moment. What's what's happening with your feet? What's happening with your breath? What's happening with your any part of your body that there's any sensations you're feeling? Just to stay in that present moment. That is a way of going inward. That is a way of of just grounding yourself. You know, one so, really one really good way to to do that is in the shower. Take a shower in the morning, take a shower in the evening, whatever it happens to be. And when you're in there, who else, what else did you bring in the shower with you? Did you bring in the meeting you're going to have that day? Did you bring in the, the trouble you had with your landlord or, or with, uh, with your spouse or the project that you have to get done? Give yourself those five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to just be in the shower. And if you're thinking about anything other than just feeling the water hit you, excuse those thoughts from your mind for that minute. Just what does it feel like to have the warm water? Or if you like the cool water, whatever it is, you know, flow over you. What does it feel like? Because anything else that you brought into that shower, you can ask to leave. That's one great place. And B, 
being mindful doesn't mean you have to sit there with your legs crossed on a pillow and 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 chant ohms. What it means is to just be in that moment, to be present, and to just feel your yourself, your body, your experience of living. And it's so powerful. A few minutes, once or twice a day, is a huge step in the right direction. And another thing is journaling. We can't say this enough, but writing stuff down. The beauty of journaling is it's just allowing yourself to just go by the flow of whatever's coming through your mind. So it doesn't always have to all be positive, but it's just getting it out on paper and releasing whatever you're holding onto through, you know, your through your hand, through the pen, through the pencil, whatever you decide to write with. It's very calming. It's very, again, grounding. It's also a way to, to truly release and restore your energy. And a lot of times when we're super duper stressed, where's our energy? It's in, you know, it's, it's very low. It's in victim mode or it's in anger mode or it's in fear. And victim is usually fear. And we don't want you to be like that. 2020, you deserve to have a good 2023. You deserve to feel good in 2023. And everything you need is within you now. You alone can make the difference for yourself. The other huge step is that, you know, we've, we've got to relearn as, as a society. We, we talked about the collective fatigue. Well, as a, as a collective human society, we have, we have lost the ability, the art of truly resting and relaxing. And it is so important. And it's so well-known and well-studied. As a matter of fact, it goes, this, this idea of being clearly articulated goes back to 1975 and Harvard and a cardiologist, Dr. Benson. And Dr. Benson wrote a book called The Relaxation Response, where he showed how critically important for mind and body, just the ability to create this relaxation state. And he liked to do it with mindful breathing and focus on a word, a phrase, a prayer, whatever it happened to be. But the fact is, is that it's, it's just a really powerful thing to learn how to rest and to relax. And I'll tell you straight out that I was very poor at it for a very long time. And I'm still a student of it because I do not have it mastered. Well, by the way, so am I, because the shower thing, I caught myself in the shower yesterday thinking of something that was just bumming me out. And I thought, no, this is my shower. I need to be present. I need to just be with the water, with the soap, with the steam and, and that awareness, just, just changing it, just stopping myself in my tracks, disrupting my thought. I just felt better. I really honestly did. When I got out of the shower, I felt so much better. And it wasn't just that I was clean. It was that I had disrupted this negative thought that was flowing through my brain. So it really, really does work. You just have to practice it. It it does definitively. And, you know, another thought as we go into this new year and we all make these, these statements to ourselves. We make promises. We're going to lose weight. We're going to go to the gym more often. As we talk about the gym is important. We're going to do this. Well, what about what you're going to do that allows you not to do? create a boundary. We so often allow 
situations, people, work, things to step over us rather than create an active boundary. Now, that doesn't mean not showing up. It doesn't mean not doing your best. But it does mean allowing yourself to have the power to be able to say no. Say, this is where this is where I, I end. And that empowerment and the reduction of the, the take is such an incredibly powerful tool for you to feel in control and to catch a little bit of a better, better breath. In fact, it's so powerful. I think we should do an entire podcast on it because that is how powerful it is. And we all struggle as humans to say no. We just, we tend to be yes people because we want to please people when in reality, we're really hurting our own self. So look out for that one because we will be doing one on that. But again, Mark and I want to wish everyone a very, very happy new year. We're so grateful for you to listen and reach out and let and share with us your thoughts on our podcast. We appreciate that. And also if anybody has something that they would like to hear us talk, talk about, we're happy to, to take requests. And Mark and I love researching on things. So please definitely reach out to us. And subscribe. We'd love for you to have the availability of all of the information we put out there. We do this for you. It's our passion. And so please subscribe. As we look into stepping into the next year, we obviously all hope that this is going to be a great year, but one of the best ways that you can take control and to do something to make 2023 amazing is to focus on your health, mental, physical, overall well-being. And one of the best first places to start there is to take control of your stress neuter it, make it small, manage it, and then be able to control it. Until next time. Happy New Year, everyone.